And now for something completely different. It's been a while, but this is a great moment to share a story that is dear to me. I'm sharing a story called The Banquet, which my dear brothers and sisters, I'll just leave it at that for now, wrote for me on the occasion of my birthday. I love y'all. The Banquet. On the 25th of June, in the great forest of Mellow, beneath a full red moon, in the middle of the meadow, she was dancing and singing, enjoying peace and quiet, when Holly, the young bunny, heard a small riot. She turned and she saw an uproarious sight, for thundering out of the bushes that night came a pack, a clan, a gaggle, a slew of zealous forest creatures who knew just what to do. They moved as a unit, focused and strong. Then stop, cried the leader, halting the throng. Whatever is that most bothersome noise, it had better not be our they sayer boys. When out of the meadow arose a small voice, what's all the fuss and where are you going? asked the young rabbit, without even knowing this was a question that wasn't allowed, and awaiting the answer, leaned forward the crowd. Do you really not know why that's absurd, belted the leader over the herd. We're off to the king's banquet, and we're in quite a rush. So hurry, little rabbit, step in line and hush. So the good little bunny fell nicely in line, yet was confused, big questions on her mind. But why must we travel such a breaknecking pace? We'll miss all the wonders of each passing place. Do you see what I mean? Why, just look around. In every direction, great beauty abounds. Why must we hurry? Why must we run? If we just slow it down, we'd all have more fun. But the they sayers snap back. Just keep your eyes focused on the rest of the pack. Don't you know, child, that such questions are bad? Just do what you're told so no one gets mad. But at that very minute, a flower caught her eye. She went to go get it, then heard the stern cry. We are the they-sayers. We know just what to do, and we do not care for slow bunnies like you. We march straight ahead, our trudulous pack. We stomp, tramp, and tread, and we never look back. Holly sadly glanced at the lovely little flower, and after standing there conflicted for what seemed almost an hour, got back in line, reluctantly doing her part, but feeling sad all the while, unsettled in her heart. Then day after day, hour after hour, on and on she did persist, until one day she saw a gorgeous flower. Then, oh, she just could not resist. She thought to herself, I won't be gone too long. I'll pick and hurry back. Then I'll get back in line and I'll follow along and catch up to the rest of the pack. So, drawn off the path, Holly stooped in a crouch and laid the pretty flower safely into her pouch. First one, then two, three, then lots more. Irresistible, beautiful flowers galore. When she finally emerged from this gathering fit, she quickly realized she'd better quit. All this wandering off from the rest of the pack, else they leave her behind them and never look back. She was just bounding up to the rest of the crew when all of a sudden she heard a soft coo. 
So she stopped in her tracks and turned with a twirl to find there behind her a, a cute little girl. Well, hello, Holly greeted the freckle-faced gal. Are you lost? Are you scared? Do you need a pal? We can't keep up. They're moving too fast and our teeny tiny legs have run out of gas. We need someone to lead us, someone patient and able because we want to see the king and sit down at his table. Holly peeked around behind that cute baby squirrel to find 12 other wearisome young boys and girls. She looked down and smiled upon each innocent face, each one exhausted from such a fast pace, each one in great need of compassion and grace. But suddenly her eyes were drawn over to her right for those stop for no one they sayers were nearly out of sight. She had to make a quick decision to catch the herd or to give provision to these younger, slower, needy guys who looked up at her with fearful, pleading eyes. She knew that if she left them here all alone and stranded, that here they'd sit and stare and wait, scared and abandoned. But if she led them on her own, far from the pack and the path far from their home, was it really possible for them to ever make it? For Holly longed to see the king and to be fed at his banquet. Holly closed her eyes, took a deep breath. Then to her surprise, an idea she did get. With a sudden jolt of confidence, she rose tall to her feet. My friends, she announced in a voice strong yet sweet, we'll make our own path. We'll find our own way. We'll stick close together and work hard every day but we'll also enjoy this time with each other, caring for every sister and brother. We'll move right along, yet go our own pace, catching the wonders of each passing place. If we just stand together, we'll get there, we'll make it. We'll find our path and arrive at the banquet. As their leader, their new leader spoke, their purpose was clear and the little friends smiled, no longer in fear. They jumped up and down, they squealed, laughed and hollered, and the smallest one yelled, you lead and we'll follow. With Holly now leading, much dancing and singing accompanied their work through the hours. And with this new pace, each one found his place, whether working or gathering flowers. Meanwhile, the they-sayers who'd marched the night through arrived at the palace all in a stew. They'd gotten there first. Now they wanted their food. Welcome, the kind king greeted his guests. You traveled so far and you are hungry, I bet. But we're not quite ready for the feast to begin. So please be patient while we're waiting on friends. The musicians were poised. Start the music, he cued. Sit down, relax and enjoy the calm mood. But that they say her pack being now off their track was entirely unable to sit and relax. They paced and they mumbled, they complained and they grumbled. While they squirmed in their seats, their restlessness grew and the they sayers found they knew not what to do. The table seemed ready, each place a full setting, two forks, three spoons, two knives, the wine goblets bright, the tablecloth white, and husbands sat next to their wives. It seemed all in place. Why did the king wait? Confusion crept over their faces. Then a they say her girl noticed and asked, what goes in all those vases? 
They looked at each other, then up at the king. He knew the answer, but said not a thing. He just sat there still, peering into the woods. And then finally he smiled and up the king stood. He looked at the band, then lifted his cup. Maestro, he ordered, turn the music up. Meanwhile below, on that great forest floor, the tired little bunch could go on no more. They'd done all they could. They'd given their best. Now all they could do was to sit down and rest. As Holly lay down near the rest of her crew, she pondered and thought about just what to do. They're all just so tired, these dear little guys. If only we had a sign the feast was close by, I know we could give it one final try. As if by design, once they were at rest, soft music enveloped their snug little nest. The notes were so faint they could just barely hear, but quickly the music grew stronger and clear. It's music, they cried. We did it, we've made it. We worked hard together and found the king's banquet. They jumped to their feet, and with flowers in tow, they set off with glad hearts, knowing just where to go. Each happy step enlivened the brood, and the smallest one yelled, Hey guys, I smell food! They came to a stop, then looked high atop the palace, and oh, it was stunning. With big happy grins, these dear friends embraced each other and then took off running. As Holly ran, they moved at her side, trailing behind like the train of a bride. They moved swiftly on, driven along by the feeling somehow they were all coming home. Every step took them closer. The banquet drew near. The sounds of the merriment filled every ear. And running into a courtyard, they saw the main gate. It stays always open and no one is late. The king saw them coming and tears filled his eyes. He especially cared for those of small size. Unable to wait, the king jumped to his feet. His precious banquet would soon be complete. The music stopped playing. Silence filled the air. All those who were seated spun round to stare. Who was this group for whom the king rose? Now in his presence, the little ones froze. Quickly, he moved near to greet them and joy replaced fear upon getting to see him. Now face to face, the king knelt down and they all had to squint at the light from his crown. He pulled little Holly up to his breast and squeezed all the air right out of her chest. He put her back down, then eyeing her pouch, he spoke in her ear from down in a crouch. She nodded, then turned to the wee little troop and collected the flowers from all of the group. The flowers were prizes found on the way. Now like gifts, they all gave them away. Then warmly he looked at the joy on her face as hand in hand they filled every vase. Now with new radiance, their beauty was shown. The king resumed his seat on his throne. And with Holly and all the little ones seated, he spoke to make every attendant feel greeted. It took each of you doing their part this banquet's complete. The joy fills my heart. At this, they dove into eating, laughing, and talking. The little ones shared the tales from their walking. All of them wondered at the places they'd been. They couldn't believe all the things they had seen. Not now knowing in full for what they had pined, they sated themselves and in unity dined. 
The king looked over the crowd with great joy and pride. From greatest to least, they sat side by side. Now everyone could see, no one was lost, that the journey had been worth it, no matter the cost. 